Hello and welcome back to the Longest Battle podcast. Just one moment can change your life forever. Josie was in Exmouth Market having dinner with some friends and she was involved with a collision on her way home. Today we meet this amazing lady and hear her incredible story of survival. Hi Josie, hi. hi Thanks Emma. so much for coming along. You're more than welcome. Thanks. Um, so tell me... What was your life like before? What was happening? What was going on? Um, I was incredibly active. I've done judo since I was eight years old and I continued until I retired and then I set up my own business. So before the accident, I was working, teaching, um, swimming, gym, walking, going out very socially and physically active. Wow, that's that's amazing. That's pretty good. So you're a proper athlete. Yes. Uh, well... I wouldn't say proper at weekends. I give my break at weekends is when I uh, let go a bit. (laughs) Yeah. So what's been the highlight of your career? The highlight um, of my career has been representing my country at the Barcelona Olympic Games in judo in 1992. Wow. And and on top of that, for many years, um, having the opportunity and privilege to, to... do judo and be part of a team that was the best team in the world at the time. They were uh, amazing and to learn from the others was, you know, just a really good opportunity and helped my judo tremendously, so I was very lucky. And is judo something that you've always grown up doing it always, all your life? Always, yeah. As a child, were uh, you? Yeah, eight years old I started yeah. and then I just continued. Amazing. So, um... What actually happened on that night? What was the... Um, it was just a normal Friday night. Mm. Met up with really good friends. Um, went out for dinner. Had a couple of drinks and just... And then just on the way home, um, catching the bus home, just involved in a in a collision, which um, resulted in my lower left leg having to be amputated. Oh um gosh. Tell, tell me what actually happened. Was it massive blood loss or um, Yeah, there was, um, I was very lucky because uh, my good friend, as soon as the accident happened, he tied his scarf around my leg, mm. which saved my life. And mm. then um, the paramedics came and put a tourniquet on it, which also saved my life. But what they didn't realise was the blood loss because I was sitting on a drain. Um, mm. So I was just losing blood. And then when they transferred me into the ambulance, I went into shock. Um, and then when I arrived in hospital, because my templates were so low, mm. the the blood wouldn't clot, and I was getting weaker. So I was up. I was sort of talking to them in a brace. I could see my foot upright, and my leg was in a cast. And God. I thought I can remember all of it. And I thought, well, my leg's going to be okay. They'll just fix it. That's what mm. they do. And so while I was in A&E, I spoke to a doctor and he said, you know, there is a chance we'll have to amputate. And I was like, no, that's not going to happen um, because I'm up talking to you. I can see my toes. I'm in a cast. No problem. And next thing I know, I woke up and no leg, no lower left leg. And it was the worst moment of my life. I, I remember looking down and, and just seeing half my leg and thinking... I was in such shock, 
I actually thought that they'd bent it underneath me. It must feel so surreal uh, at that moment. Just, mm. and no one was there because unbeknown to me, they sent my friends home, and my partner home and said that, you know, theatre, you know, surgery won't be required for a few hours. But then it became a life-threatening injury and they had to rush me straight in and in order to save my life, they had to okay. take my lower left leg. But yeah, the worst moment of my life by far waking up and realising that I I had no lower left leg. So, and were you totally conscious? Absolutely. Like? Absolutely. I can um, remember it so clearly. Yeah, that's the thing with me. That's, I can't remember anything. So that's like the difference of kind yeah, of... Yeah, I mean, yeah. also the trauma of recollecting that and and just remembering it constantly but it it does get better with time Mm. and you know your life fills up with other things Mm. so it gives you less time to ponder which is always good how did you feel at the point when you had to when you realized that you'd lost your leg how did you actually feel um if i'm perfectly honest at that moment i probably thought um that that it, you know it, that's the end mm. and in a way yeah. because I've relied on my body and my legs for as long as I can remember mm-hmm. as many people do but being so physical I just thought what what now what's going to happen now how, how do I move yeah. on what can I do mm-hmm. um, basically I'm useless <laughs> it's like you know it was just the most awful feeling yeah that's such a a massive thing for you to have to deal with and to to go through that yeah huge yeah after that I just sort of can't remember a lot until I went to the high dependency unit they transferred me up to there for four days um and the the bet I just thought the more I learned about um, what they'd salvaged, like I've got my knee, it's lower leg, and, and saving my life, I just sort of turned around and thought, well, I should be grateful. I am grateful to all these amazing doctors mm. who managed to do that, and my friend and the paramedics, and I thought, get on with it. Yeah, It's the only way. So when the physios came to see me on the second day mm. and wanted me to transfer to a chair, I was like, brilliant, bring it on. And I was like, yep, great. And they were like... Well, that was easy. And then I moved to uh, the trauma ward 12D at the Royal London. And Is that they, where you were? So you're in the trauma they were, ward? They were in, I was in trauma ward for six weeks and the, all the staff there, everybody sort of pieced me back together emotionally and mentally. Mm. And then on the second day there, I saw a wheelchair and I thought, great. And then I was like, right, take take me off the drip, take then. me off the morphine, <laughs> get in there. And they were amazing, and I got in a wheelchair, and then I sort of, every morning I did circuits, a couple of hour circuits you're around so the You're so strong anyway. I mean, for being so physical anyway, I think you're in the best place to trying to do stuff like that. It's a, a massive thing, sorry. Yeah, it just, being physical, any form was just so good for me. And so I just sort of did a couple of hours whizzing around the wards and they couldn't believe it and then I was like picking up chairs and therabands and like what can I use to strengthen myself what exercises can I do and as soon as I went to the physio and got exercises I would add those on top 
Um, yeah. So you pushed that, the that limits pushed of it, it, and then thankfully, mm. the staff there pieced me back together. The emotional and and mental side of it, they were just amazing. The whole trauma ward twelve day and the doctors, I couldn't have been in better hands. Yeah. So I was very lucky, very yeah. lucky. Amazing. How has your rehab been? Um, the Royal London was just amazing. I couldn't have wished to be in a better place in a worse situation. Mm. And then I moved to Lambeth Rehabilitation Centre, which is a specialist amputee centre. And um, the good thing was there was a, a gym all the time. So I'd do my circuits again in the morning and then I would have OT, occupational therapy, physiotherapy, I also, on top of that, did acupuncture. I found that really helpful. Um, Pilates, and then when so the gym, secret is to keep yourself fit, keep and keep going, keep, fit, on keep that. going, keep going, and, and busy. Mm. And and then of course I, you know, there were counsellors available once mm. a week, and I just kept going to the gym. Did you um, make some friends in rehab? I did make a couple of friends. It's very. There were very different circumstances. I think people label you, you know, if, if you're an amputee, you'll get on with this amputee, which is just the most ridiculous thing. So there were very different people there to me, you know. The, obviously, everyone's had their own story, blood clots, diabetes, um, lifestyle. or. But I, was, I did meet a couple of people who really, older people who really inspired me and... And I thought, well, if they can get on their leg and get on with it, then I can. And then, and then while I was in Lambeth, I got my first leg and wanted to go on it as much as possible. Unfortunately, I got blisters as well, so that slowed down. And the wound was so huge. Yeah, so tell me that, about the wound. Well, the wound um, took six months to heal. Um, so I didn't really properly start walking and using it um on a, a daily basis until mm. August. Let's talk These, about your finding your, getting your legs. Yeah. Um, so getting my first leg was just amazing. I just wanted to keep going. But unfortunately, the wound was still healing. Um, so I only was allowed on it for a certain amount of time. And because you overdo it and then the wound starts bleeding and starts opening and sore. And then it just you just spend twice as much time and I, I got my first leg and I remember being before that at the trauma ward I just wanted to get a leg and walk and you know they emphasized to me no the most important thing is the wound the wound has to heal so do my circuits in the morning how does and it get to air dry heal? air dry for the day so that was wow. my doctor said that's what you have to put your energy in so I do my circuits and then air dry all day because that was it. And that's how they heal quicker. That's how it Is heals. that how it happens? Because, yeah, massive yeah, yeah. to do that. Um, and then in Lambeth, so eventually I got walking again. And I was six weeks there, came what hospital home. was it? Lambeth? Lambeth Rehabilitation Centre. Okay. Specialist yeah. amputee. Yeah. So it was okay. very lucky because there's only 12 beds. <laughs> so I was really lucky to mm. go there. And then after six weeks, I went home, still in a wheelchair on a second floor flat. Um, which had its challenges. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, and then still air drying the wound. But, you, you know, with the help of... How long did it actually friends, take to heal? Heal totally, six months. Six months, wow. Six months. Um, 
and then do you have to worry about infection absolutely that's that that's the... that's one of the biggest worries as well yeah yeah infection on the wound wow and did you was there any pain through through that um i always have phantom pain nerve pain and um due to the short leg the short end of the leg i pass the knee i have um some pain as well related to the bones and the nerve so there's always pain um you just sort of get used to it mm. um on a daily level it's probably about three or four and then when i'm on it all day or doing judo then or teaching judo rather not actually doing then it can go up to off the scale but you just manage it i do everything i can to manage it um, visualization, mindfulness, acupuncture, massage, mirror mirror imagery work. So everything I can, I do it. Um, yeah. So, so phantom pain. Just describe or explain what it actually is for someone who. Well, hasn't... when I was in hospital mm. and I had this pain in my foot that wasn't there, I kept you know going, "What is this?" And they said, oh, it's phantom pain. I said, well, if it's in my brain, then I, I'll get rid of it. How do I do it? And I was adamant that this was, And they were like, no, 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 no. It <laughs> comes from the brain, sending signals to the nerves, and they're not there. Right, okay. Um, so you still get the pain because they think the leg's still there. Mm. And in my case, the trauma was very sudden, and I was very active. Mm. So they say I may never fully get rid of the nerve pain, the right. phantom pain. And a doctor did come up and explain this all to me that comes from the brain, which I thought, okay, fair enough. It's not something I can just try and help relieve it. Yeah, yeah. But in a way, it is out of my control. But yeah. thinking, the hard part is that for the brain, it has to realise that the leg's sort of there. Yeah, okay. So it will send the signal so they won't bounce back and go, whoa, what's happening here? But mm. psychologically... The battle is, or has been and still is, to get used to the fact that there is no lower left leg. Yeah. So it's it's hard doing Weird pushing too. the two together yeah. and trying to work with the two. But, you know, you just get on with it. It's everyday life. You you just get on with it. You know, people are a lot worse off. Oh, JC, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay. What's been the most challenging part for you? Um... The most challenging is just the realisation. Mm, yeah. um, and also seeing your loved ones going through it as well and knowing that you can't turn back time, you can't change a thing. Yeah. And that has been so, so hard, so hard. I, I mean, my partner was, I couldn't have done it yeah. without her. Absolutely amazing. She did everything. Oh. Um, mm. bringing me in food because I didn't particularly like the food and <laughs> doing everything. I don't think anyone liked the Plus, food. No, no, exactly. <laughs> I know. And sort of keeping a job and then coming home as well, living in a second floor flat. I can't you know, believe you've kept your job. That's amazing. I, that was my aim. To amazing. Go, go back to work and how September. long did it take you from that? Is it a, how long? Two years was it? Well, or? I had the accident end of February. And mm -hmm. I was determined to go back to school for the September term, brand new term, yeah, brand new academic year. And nobody really thought that I would, um, but that was my aim. Well and done. my goodness, I sort of busted a gut to yeah. just do it, and I did. 
Um, well done. It's been Pure hard. determination, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. It's been hard and I've had to sort of cut down work mm. because it is too hard and too painful. But yeah. I've still got a job that, I mean, it, that really is thanks to the support of the schools, mm. the parents, the children, the staff, everybody at my schools. And the, yeah. you know, cards and best wishes and emails, oh. incredible. And that's what kept me going in hospital. You've had massive support. Massive, huge support. Which is brilliant, yeah. So when I went back to school, it was, you know, they did lots of fundraising as well, which was absolutely incredible. So yeah. kind and generous of them. Yeah. So going back to school, that was it. I mean, that was my life, teaching children judo. Mm. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm so pleased so you're I'm back. Very, I'm very lucky to be able to go back to work and do it. And yes, it's some days the pain is incredible, but I would rather be in that much pain doing what I love because I know for a shadow of a doubt that if I couldn't go in one day or I had to stay at home, then I would feel ten times worse. Mm. Yeah. No, that's it. That's it. People have got to keep pushing on as well, have haven't to. they? You and have it's... to. There's only one way to go. And of course, yeah. I've had days and high days, low days. Uh, weeks exactly. Yeah. That you, you know, depression and uh, awful, awful dark, dark places that you go to, uh, you're drawn to, um, and you know it's hard to get out. You know, mm. it's like your, your head's barely above water. Mm, yeah, and your body's just scrambling so much to try and keep your head above water, mm. and it is a. It, sometimes it feels like a constant thing, and then something will happen, and it can just be a kind word from a stranger. And I know it sounds corny or cliche, but you have no idea. I think you you have this that you someone will say something nice, mm. and not like. Oh, you're amazing, or you're doing well, which is it is wonderful you're doing to well. hear. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but you think inside, yeah. you know, I'm I'm pretty crap. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty yeah. crap. Yeah, and be honest, I yeah. know people are, are, you know, they they're being wonderful, but sometimes a total stranger, or you know, you'll be sitting down, they don't even realise, or and why, and they'll say something really kind, and you just think, yeah, or you'll see someone and meet someone who's worse off than you. Yeah. And you just think, come on, snap out. That's the thing, isn't yeah. it? That is the thing. That's how you push forward and going mm. forward. Great. So have you suffered with PTSD? I I don't know if I've suffered from it because I don't know exactly. Um, I haven't seen a counsellor specifically for that, but I do get flashbacks. Yeah, flash, you must have flashbacks, have flashbacks from that, of that the moment. And, yeah. and that night. Um, yeah. And the moment I realised that my leg was gone, mm. but it—that's that's the only thing, and it's not a constant. Yeah, just, it's not a constant yeah. at all. Um, so I wouldn't say it was PTSD. The just vague kind of just flashback. Vague flashbacks. I have very rarely have it, really? but only like probably had about five. But then you suddenly like, oh, it's just kind of. It's part of your brain kind of like reconnecting at that point and it's like oh yeah that's horrible but then it's then it's moved on to the next do you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, that, that's it that it's time and then you think moment. you can recognize it was there but then we can move on do you mm. know what i mean i think that's the uh, from that point it's it's pretty hard yeah um, i don't it's for me one of the hardest things is when you 
instantly wake up in the morning and for a brief moment, just before I get out of bed, I think, hey, and then I realise, <laughs> no, that's oh. that's not going to be the same way. And yeah. that isn't constant, but it's just when but you wake up. that's life now, isn't it? That's, that's life. life. At yeah. least I've started yeah. to dream in some dreams as an amputee. Oh, wow. Wow. Which is quite an incredible step. I remember waking up yeah. one morning going, whoa. I had a dream that I was an, that I'm an amputee. Yeah, which I think is is really incredible. I've only just had dreams again. I've only really? just had in the last couple of weeks dreams, and I I'm now like wow. So that's just a different again different part of your brain. But, I mean, look at the progress of that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that, that like, part wow. of the brain is working again. Yeah, I you know. must go to bed and go. Come on, come on, bring them on, bring them it's on. It's not nightmares, thankfully, yeah, because that would be dreams. awful. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's, yeah. That's incredible. Interesting. It's just a different part of the brain different that's being reacting. Different part of the brain that's reacting, but that's due to your hard work. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, it it's, is. Um, it's quite, yeah, it's, it's quite random, isn't it? The whole thing of then suddenly like, now you're dreaming yeah. and you're able yeah, to do yeah. that. So, yeah, that's brilliant. Good. What do you think's been the secret to your success so far? Um... I don't actually think there's been a secret. For me, the it's easy because a secret to me, it's not a secret, but the, the way I've managed is just been totally down to the support I've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. That's amazing, yeah. I, I'm, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. My partner, yeah. just absolutely incredible. Um, I certainly wouldn't be where I am now without the support of my friends, my family and my schools. That's that's it. Bottom line, no way, Amazing. no way. I, I probably no, I won't be here. So tell me, at the time when this happened, you said you were living in a second floor flat. I still am. So, so tell me about <laughs> how did you so manage when to deal I, with that? When I got home, first of all, I wanted to do my wheelchair circuits, and luckily enough, I've got a fantastic park, Clissold Park, down the road. Uh-huh, yeah. So my partner every morning would take my wheelchair down to the ground floor. Right. And then I would go down on crutches or shuffle on the bottom, go down a couple of flights of stairs, open the door and ask any stranger passing by if they could take my wheelchair down to the street level. Wow. And sometimes I'd have to wait quite a while. Oh, that's so frustrating. And I'd be sitting there going, please, please, please. And then when (laughs) they did, brilliant, I'd get in my chair, off I'd go. There's a Off lot of people go. coming up and down that road, actually. It, <laughs> is, yeah, it is. But it's over the other side or listening to music and yeah. you're like, ah, frantically. Um, <laughs> so they would take that down. I would get in it, go to the park, do my circuits. Um, obviously had a couple of falls out of the wheelchair. Really? How was, did, of a how was your first fall? What um, my first fall out of the chair was actually in hospital twice. Oh, um, one, mm. a rookie mistake didn't put the brakes on and secondly another um actually probably a couple um i was overdoing it and uh yes had and then came out but i was all good and um so yeah going around the park i fell out a couple of times you're pushing yourself very hard and there was i knew there was a little sort of bump in the pavement and the sort of pavement and I thought oh I'll take the corner yeah and I didn't take the corner slow enough I went over and fell over and then another time I did sort of the same thing but in a different place you on your own then 
I was, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, so people come and help, and do you find people uh, very Yeah, helpful? I was embarrassed, actually, so I just tried to get back in the chair as quickly as possible, <laughs> dust myself off. And then, very, very fortunate, the local corner shop, the Green Larder, they're amazing in there. Yeah. I'd finish my circuit, go into them, and then they'd come home with me, um, take my wheelchair upstairs, sort of, supply me with shopping anything I needed um, which they did when I was in hospital as well yeah Uh, absolutely brilliant it's amazing kindness of people amazing people yeah kindness of people generally this is it yeah kindness is just yeah Mm. and then they would get me upstairs and then I would prepare breakfast which and then I'd have a shower and prepare breakfast which could Having a shower and getting ready could take up to about an hour. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, because what I found in hospital was as soon as I started to feel a bit better, it would be like, right, I would like some face cream Mm. and some face wash. And it made me feel human again. Yeah. And always after my circuits in hospital, I would want to blow dry my hair and put products in and, you know, a little bit of jewellery because it made me feel human. Yeah, yeah. And get out of that robe. Yeah. And it was just like, yes, real clothes. Yeah. Real clothes. I, it just is amazing that lift to mm. have real clothes. And, and so as soon as I could do that, it was amazing. And back home, it would be like, same thing. And then air dry the wound. Right. Air dry the wound. Mm. And then that would be the afternoon. Um, and sort of my partner, Tina, would come back from work early. She changed. Her work has been incredible and so supportive. Yeah. She changed her hours, so went in early, came home early. She prepared all my dinner, you know, yeah. plus doing other things like the washing and stuff because I did try and do it a couple of times and then I just fell out the chair. I could do a couple of things. <laughs> yeah. But didn't want to overdo it um, because certainly didn't want to fall on, yeah. on the limb. So what sort of exercise routine are you doing now um are you still pushing it are you still um, doing uh, as much as i can yeah um, so... <laughs> which means for for me a normal sort of person doing it so tell me how many how many so lengths do you do, do you i go do of... i do i go to i go swimming uh monday to friday monday to friday monday to how friday long for? I, about an hour Wow. I do 50, <laughs> 50 to 60 lengths sort of front crawl. Wow. Then I do a few on my back. And oh my I've always wanted to, to learn butterfly or try butterfly. And <laughs> when I was able-bodied, I sort of went, no, that's too hard. I can't. And now, believe it or not, I'm like, right, I can see if I can do this with one leg or one yeah. and a half legs or one and three quarters. And then so I do a length. Uh-huh. Finished with, and it is my interpretation of butterfly. <laughs> okay, yeah. It probably looks like, you know, someone <laughs> having a bit of a fit, but it's my interpretation. Yeah. So I do that Monday to Friday, and then when I'm working, I teach Monday afternoon, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Um, and I have probably 150 children, between 150 and 200, age range 5 to 13. Wow. And I still like to be very hands-on. Yeah. So yeah. I I always demonstrate with the children. Yeah. They always, you know, throw me around if they can. <laughs> and, you know, so I always hands-on. It's the only That's way great. to teach. And they've been brilliant. I yeah. Mean, the first five minutes when I went back, it was like looking at the leg. And I went, <laughs> right, let's get this over with. A bit like Chantel. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, no big deal. 
Brilliant. And to the yeah. younger ones, it's like, oh, yeah, it's a bit of a bionic leg. They're like, cool. <laughs> that is so cool. And they're like, you know, really observant. Have you got a new leg there, Joe? Have you got a new leg there, Joe? So I'm like, yeah, would you like to see it? Yes. Okay. Then. <laughs> there have been mishaps where my leg has come off while I'm teaching. Oh. Horrific. But, you know, they're, they're so resilient, children. It's like, can you go and get my spray to put it back on? No problems. Yeah. Uh, just brilliant. So resilient. Amazing. And it's not a big deal to them. It's certainly not a big deal now. Yeah. Um, they used so to I'm it now, very, yeah. Totally. Very lucky. Yeah. Uh, very interested in it. So I'm lucky. Brilliant. Okay, cool. So what's your biggest motivation to move forward? Um, for me, it's to um, do justice to my amazing surgeons and my doctors and my nurses Right. And actually, everyone in hospital, you mm. know, the domestic staff. I, I don't it was know a tricky wound, term. wasn't it? Yeah. A tricky wound. But they became my friends and yeah. they were my friends. And everybody, um, and everybody in rehab, and my friends, and my family, and my partner, they're the motivation of my schools to move forward. The children, the parents, yeah. the staff. That's, that's it. That's, that's great. all the motivation I need is to is to not let them down. Mm. And have there been highs and lows? Has there, has there been oh, highs incredible. and lows? Yeah. Incredible. Um, I mean, highs, being able to walk on the leg all day, mm. uh, go back to work and carry on working some. And the lows have been, there are days when I haven't been able to walk and I've had to cancel work, mm. which is so hard. Yeah. That's the worst thing now. But sometimes, you know... Got to listen to yourself, haven't yeah. you, as well? And I've, I've broken a couple of legs, so um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that doesn't help. So how have you changed in the last two years for you? Um, apart from the obvious, physically, um, mentally and emotionally, I've become more in tune with my body. Mm. And I really appreciated the simple things in life before the accident. Mm. But now, um, I, I, I mean, for me, this year, autumn was incredible. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because I appreciate and see it differently. Yeah. But it was. Um, I have been so restricted with my social life. Okay. I used to really like going out, concerts, theatre, cinema, mm -hmm. restaurants. Yeah. But you just can't do that now. You can't. You just try and do it all and then you end up going so backwards and tired and just exhausted with yeah. everything. And then it puts you down on a downer. Mm. So you have to pick. I mean, yeah, lots of things have been cancelled, but I'm here. Yeah, and absolutely. I have absolutely. got a life. So you just, it's mm. the adaptation and the yeah. adjustment. Did you think the at the moment, thing. did you think that there was a time when you weren't going to make it from when you... Absolutely. Over, yeah. Um, but I, I only thought there was only one moment when I was lying on the pavement mm. and my friends were there and the paramedics and I just remember this pandemonium around right. me. And I was just like, I want to go home or just let me sleep. Let right. me sleep. Yeah, that's... And I remember the paramedic, amazing, Sean was pinching me, and I was just like, just let go of me, let me go home, or let me sleep. Gosh. And then there was only one moment where I thought, ooh, and I 
remember seeing my dad who died in 1987 I was incredibly close to yeah and I remember trying to get to him he was in the distance did you and I remember trying to get to him and he it's really held interesting his, held his hand up um and just said not yet oh wow and I don't know that's a near death and experience and then and then and then next thing I sort of realization was I was in the ambulance oh wow um, yeah but obviously well not obviously but no that was that was the only moment I thought you must have blacked out at that it. point or something and then yeah, seen those very kind of... and then and then I remember again sort of the craziness going on around me thinking what is going on yeah. just let me be wow yeah mm. you did well you crawled, crawled was, out of there that didn't was, you that was the only one yeah <laughs> Definitely, my goodness, wow. What would you say would be your best bit of advice from someone else going through a similar situation or life-changing? The only bit of advice was given to me by my uh, amazing doctor and he said, you know, one day at a time, one step at a time or one push at a time or one movement at a time, baby steps. Baby um, steps all the way. Baby steps. It? Don't look too far ahead because mm. it's overwhelming. Yeah. And it yeah. can be really heavy on you. Yeah. So my best bit of advice would be just simply take it there at a time. Um, Slowly yeah, it. take it. Absolutely. <laughs> How do you see the future? Um, I, I can see it getting better. There will always be lows, but... I think the future, no one can predict it. No one can predict the future. I mean, something else could happen. You can't Absolutely. look too far ahead. <laughs> but for me personally, I see, it, I see it as a good thing. Yeah. Positive? I'm, I'm positive. I'm very positive about yeah. the future. Extremely positive. I aim to do a lot more things. Yeah. Um, things I didn't do before. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it's, it's going to be good. And I'm realistic about it. Um, what are you doing for Christmas? I am off to Columbia. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. Uh, Have you been before? Never. Oh, cool. Never. So Amazing. I'm really looking forward to exploring. Is Columbia good for you? Do you um, think there'll be situations will, that you'll I, find I will, tricky? Yeah. <laughs> I think there's always situations that will be tricky. You can't, you yeah. can't put your life on hold. You can't stop. No. Mm-hmm. You can't stay where you are. And for me, new experiences are so invigorating yeah. and uplifting. Even if it's, I don't know, going to a new cafe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's something different. Breaking the routine. I love routine. But if anything, this has taught me is that... To break the routine. <laughs> but there is no routine. Yeah. You can't predict going through a major trauma or a life-changing situation. You can't predict what yeah. the next moment will bring. So for me, the adjustment and adaptation, but but just try something different. As is, is yeah, it, something from going to a new cafe or going to Colombia. Amazing! I hope uh, you have a great time there. It's thank fantastic. you very much. Thank you, Emma. At this point of the show, I do my weekly gripe, and so this week I'm getting really annoyed about why there's so many apps on on people's phones it's absolutely ridiculous and i have there's there's all these different ones there's the uh whatsapp there's your actual phone there's all these (laughs) ridiculous things then you can never find which one it actually is on do you have an iphone 
I I am an Android girl. Oh yeah, right. That's good though. I'm I mean, proud of that. I because <laughs> I have an Android and I actually ran over my phone twice in hospital on okay. my wheelchair. And it still worked. Okay, good. And yeah. having it Mine in my... Mine would be dead at that point. <laughs> oh, but be broken. I know. If I had an iPhone, I'd break it within yeah. a day. No, I mean, no. when I do judo, it goes in my bag. I throw my bag around and I'm not very delicate with phones. Yeah. I'm not very... I'm a bit of a bull in a china <laughs> shop sometimes, Emma. Um, so, no. Android all the way. Okay, yeah. Android all the way. It's just... I find all these different things, though. It's just too much information. It's just like... Where's the old, the old Nokia? Where's the old Nokia, basically? The old, simple I've got, I've got one in my uh, cupboard somewhere. Yeah, I think that's much... <laughs> I think going, that's back, back, going back to basics? Yeah, I think that's what we need to do these days because it just really stresses me out. Simplify things. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thanks, JC. Thanks for coming along. Um, hopefully it will help lots of people who are going through their own battles. I really, really hope so because if anything that... Another thing that's changed, I thought I was a pretty good person before. Okay, you know. Um, You're amazing. No, 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 no. But it's to try and and help others in any way I can mm. because I just feel so lucky. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I feel it's so like blessed. Second chance. It's yeah, definitely absolutely. the second chance, isn't it? So any way I can and it's been an absolute pleasure Thanks. coming along, Emma. Thanks. You're amazing. <laughs> So to finish off, I'll give you a nice inspirational quote. Life sucks, but just in a beautiful kind of way. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening to Emma's podcast. She's been through a hell of a lot over the past few years and listening to this makes all of her friends realise just what an inspiration she is. The Silver Lining Charity has helped Emma immeasurably, enabling her to meet lots of other people with brain injuries. The charity is currently raising money for a Goodwill Silver Lining mission to India, just one project that will help those affected by brain injury to get involved in exciting and purposeful activities in the community. Activities that go a long way to invigorate, motivate and rehabilitate. The charity also helps family members and friends who are often overlooked. If you've enjoyed listening and would like to donate to the Silver Lining Brain Injury, now's your chance. Visit www.thesilverlining.org.uk Thank you.